Legacy means a lot of things to a lot of people. To some, it's lasting integrity. It's building and maintaining a history of greatness. It's making an impact on people and community. For others, it's dependable security and assurance in an uncertain time. To us, it's all of that and more. It's a mindset of brother and sisterhood of hardworking people dedicated to doing the right thing for you and those you care about. Of growing today for a better tomorrow. That's what legacy means at Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group. What does it mean to you? Let's Talk Legacy. Welcome to Let's Talk Legacy. I'm your host, Gary Michaels, and we got an amazing show again today. And I want to tell you a little bit about our, our guest, Tom Ziegler. Tom Ziegler is the son of author, salesman, and motivational speaker Zig Ziegler, as well as the CEO of Ziegler Incorporated, an author of his own right, and carries on the Ziegler philosophy. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And oh my gosh, I've thought those words and said those words so many times in my lifetime. And when I heard what you were going to be on our show today, I was just I was just excited. So welcome to the show. Well, hey, Gary, it's, it's great to be here. And when I saw the invitation, I got excited because uh, we've been fans of the Southwestern family for probably four or five decades now. I remember when I first uh, moved into management at the company, gosh, over 30 years ago, anytime a salesperson came in with Southwestern on their resume, I tried to hire them because <laughs> I knew they were coming from the right work ethic, the right principles and values. So it's, I'm, I'm ex- delighted to be here. That's for sure. So you're the son of Zig Ziglar, who was one of America's top authors, trainers, consultants, and, and motivational experts. A lot of people are familiar with Zig. And before we dive in, tell us a little bit about your father from a personal level. Yeah, well, as good as he was on stage, he was even better off stage. You know, we estimate that he impacted 250 million people in his career wow. through his books, uh, audio programs, live presentations. I mean, there was a 30-year span where he would speak 30 times a year, average audience, 12,000 people. I mean, that just doesn't exist anymore, right? The, the world has changed. And so all of that stuff and, you know, his book, See at the Top, came out in 74, millions and millions of copies, kind of the iconic personal development book in the industry for years, still sells like crazy. But as good as he was, the way the public sees him, uh, he was even better at home. You know, he always wanted to know what was going on. He listened uh, several times in my life. He would come and apologize and I would be like, what are you apologizing for? And he would say, well, I just haven't done this as much as I should have. One of my friends said, your dad walks his talk and he's a pretty good talker. And I think that sums it up, right? You know, when you talk a lot, people look really carefully at how you walk and and dad walked it out. He He lived out the virtues and values and relationship-focused things that make a difference. You're so true on that. To hear that your dad was that man not on stage too is is certainly refreshing. Yeah. In our industry, speakers, we we call we have a name for it. We call it speakeritis. And when you when you develop the skills and you get a great message and and you're able to get the round of applause and people invite you to the next event. Too many speakers get speakeritis. They get the big head, right? They they believe their press clippings. And so then it becomes focused about themselves instead of the audience. And then they mess up and they don't they don't walk out their talk. 
that happens everywhere, not just with speakers. It happens, you know, in business and church and government, you know. But dad was always so careful to make sure that every time he showed up, it was for the people in the room. And that is the lesson. That's a sales lesson, too. You know, we're not we're not there to tell them how much we know. We're there to discover if they have a need that's unmet and maybe we can help. And so it's about them, not not what we have, but what they need. If you help enough other people get what they want, everything will turn out well for you in the long run. Now, there's a lot of executive coaching programs, leadership programs, sales programs out there. You know it. The Ziegler program really rose to the top quickly, and it stayed there for so long, and it's still there today. What was it and what is it that sets you guys apart? <laughs> so I remember uh, a well-known speaker now, he came to me years ago, and when he was just getting started... He had two of his contemporaries, you know, two young guys, him and two others. And they said that he was telling me the story that he said, you know, I'd heard your dad speak three times in like eight months. And he said that the last time we all heard him, we went up to him afterwards and we said, Zig, you know, every time you speak, it's like 95% the same as the last time we heard you speak. They said, every time we go out and speak, it's like we're creating a new presentation for each audience. Why do you keep the same presentation, like 95%? And he said, well, the truth never changes. And that's why for over five decades, we've had a prominent place in leadership and sales and top performance, personal development. It's because the same things that made you successful 50 years ago were the same things that make you successful now. Now, the technology's changed and, you know, maybe buying habits are a little different, everything else. But, you know, if you go in truly to serve that person who's in front of you and you go in prepared and you do all the homework, you do all the research, you have an attitude of kindness and compassion and respect and humility and and your primary motive, right? You understand them, but your motive is what's best for them. When those things line up, you're going to be successful. And it doesn't matter whether you're selling in 2023, aided by artificial intelligence, or whether you're selling in 1963. Yeah, it is the same principles. So you took over control of the company. Taking over the control of the company, especially one so identified with one man, had to be incredibly intimidating. And maybe it wasn't, but it seems like it might have been. Tell us what challenges that posed, both when your father was alive, but then having to uphold the mission of one man when he's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I became the president and CEO 28 years ago. And literally within a few years, uh, we got focused on legacy. And so here we have a company founded on the greatest spokesperson in the world. I mean, I would argue that Zig Ziglar is the, the greatest speaker to ever cross the stage. Uh, his impact in people's lives resonates today. The legacy, you know, we we have a saying that we want to leave a legacy that ripples through eternity. I mean, that's that's what we're about. Uh, Mark Batterson says that an inheritance is what you leave to someone. A legacy is what you leave in someone. And so as leaders, and as I was facing this challenge, you know, dad came to me and my sister's and said, you'll never know true freedom until I'm gone. And we didn't understand what he meant. So you've got this personality-driven company, you've got this amazing spokesperson, and people are 
flocking to his message and all the things that were created around it. And my role as the president and CEO, I was more like a COO. I was the guy who was creating the stage for him to go and do what dad did, right? Why would I ever want to go and speak when we've got the greatest speaker that's ever been? And so as dad aged and his, you know, his life started changing and we knew that the time was coming, we're like, how do we, how do we reinvent this? It's harder to recreate a company with a brand than it is to start from scratch. And so here's the wisdom that dad passed on. He told me and he told my sisters the same thing. He said, look, whatever you want to do, doesn't matter whether it's sales or leadership or you know, whatever career you want to follow, the only thing that's important to me is that you do it with 100% character and integrity and you do it with 100% effort, right? Go all in and do it with integrity. That's that's what he said. And so when I took over the company, there was this huge weight because this whole legacy is there. What if we screw it up? So one of my friends comes to me and I, he says, how's it going? And I'm like, this, this is kind of heavy. This weight is kind of heavy. And he said, what weight? And I said, well, the weight of the legacy. And he said, oh, you don't have to worry about that. I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, your dad's legacy is secure. <laughs> He's left. If something was going to come out, it would have already been out. His legacy is secure. The only legacy you have to focus on is your legacy. And so then I remembered everything that dad said, and that was that each of us are unique and different. And people would come to him and they'd say, I'm going to be the next Zig Ziglar, right? They wanted to be a speaker. They would, and I heard him answer him and he would say, oh, that's terrible. Don't be the next Zig Ziglar. Be the best Gary Michaels you can be. Right. Right. Don't try to copy my gifts and talents because you don't have them. Be who God created you to be. For companies that are in a legacy situation where you've got a founder and you've got family taking over. This is a big deal because the kids, they very rarely do they have the same skill set that the founder had. We focus now on coaches and speakers and trainers. We equip people to go out and carry on the Ziegler legacy by teaching our methodology and philosophy. So that's what we do. And then we work with, the, with clients as well, but that's our primary focus. I wrote a book called 10 Leadership Virtues for Disruptive Times. It came out the very end of 2021. And it's all about how the pandemic changed everything. It changed the values of individuals who were going to work. It changed the relationship, uh, the traditional business relationship between a manager and a worker. Uh, individuals now want, they have a higher calling, a purpose. They want their life to matter. All these things come into play. And so we, we created a leadership program to specifically address that. Now, what is this thing, dream alignment? Could you explain a little bit more about what that is? Well, as a leader, uh, we have to share daily what the mission and vision of our business is. If you're a team leader over a team, you've got to daily, you got to say, hey, this is the mission. This is where we fit in. This is our vision. This is where we're going. This is the problem we solve, the higher purpose that we're called to. As a leader, I've got to find out what the why and the purpose and the dream is of each of my people. If you got a 20-something on your team, you know, maybe it's get out of debt, save a nest egg. Uh, maybe they're thinking about getting married. If you got a 30-something, they're thinking about how am I putting my kids through college and retirement. And you got a 50-something on your team, you know, what does the next phase of my life look like? Well, when you know what each person on your team's dream is, their purpose, their why, then you can share with them, look, the better you do in your role, 
the faster you get your dream and the more successful our business is because dreams take time and money. So we call that alignment. I was working with a company called uh, Level 2, and they're they're just awesome. And they do constant glucose monitors. So, you know, those little CGM tools you see advertised everywhere? Yeah. The insurance group that they work with, if you're on a certain insurance plan, you get it for free. So if you are pre-diabetic or, or diabetic, they will call you up and they'll say, hey, would you like this constant glucose monitor? You don't have to finger prick every day. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. And so I asked this team, I said, what do y'all do? So these are all work from home, 20 somethings who are making outbound calls, trying to get their people on the insurance to take this CGM. They said, what do you do? The first answer was, oh, you know, we, we get people on the CGM. I said, no, what do you do? Oh, well, we find out and we enroll them and we answer and equip. No, what do you do? That's stuff, right? But what you do is when you get a 50-year-old man or woman on this, you've just created a memory when they're in their 70s playing with their grandkids on the beach. That's how important what you do is. You, you've allowed that person, you've created an opportunity for that person to live a long and fulfilling life. And you could hear the quiet, wow, I had no idea what we did was so important. It changed the motive. It, it went from, I have to make a certain number of calls and, and get the word out so that I can meet my quota so that I can earn what I need to earn to, I'm in the life-changing business. So a person's why is so important, but if I was to ask you the question of what if your coach is trying to work with somebody or your speaker from the stage and the person isn't performing at the level that they need to perform at, is it more often their skill or their will? And how does the coach talk to them about that? Yeah, so there's three things that always come into play. Usually, they don't have a clearly defined why or purpose. It's just, you know what? You guys were hiring. I kind of like doing this. And I'm pretty happy coasting. So what is their why and purpose? Second is their belief. You know what? Being number one, that's for other people. Nobody in my family's ever been number one. I'm lucky to be here. Or I've seen other people work hard and nothing good happens. Right. So they've got a false belief. The third is their self-image you know, whether it's imposter syndrome or I'm not good enough. And dad said this, he said, the number one cause of a poor self-image is the lack of unconditional love. So when you're coaching somebody, just keep in mind that we live in a transactional world and most people believe in their identity is in the value that they bring, like the, you know, the work they do or did they produce and because of that, I'm never good enough. So as parents, our goal with kids, you know, our kids is to love them unconditionally. We love them because they're ours. We want the best for them, but we don't love them less if they mess up and we don't love them more if they get straight A's, right? We, we just love them. And so when somebody believes that everything is conditional, then they're always unsatisfied. They're always not good enough. And that puts pressure. If I have to win your approval rather than serving the person in front of me, I'm not going to perform to my highest level. That's a huge thought process for a parent. People, because of the pressures of society, do put certain pressures on their kids because they want them to be successful. They want them to have opportunity. They want them to succeed and have the opportunity to go to college and, and get a good job and all those things on the same token 
it should be more of the either and mentality of, yes, I'm going to guide them, but also unconditional love no matter where you're at. And I think parents get stuck in that sometimes. Yep. You know, we all talk about, well, social media is not really that good, blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot of problems with it. There's a lot of challenges with it. But look at this. When we think of a social media influencer, they're, the skill set to be a top social media influencer are also the same attributes that make somebody a narcissist. What's a narcissist? Somebody who's really good at elevating themselves, being the, the center of attention. And then as soon as they disagree with somebody in their community, they, they cancel them, right? Because you're not worthy. And so our young people are following and looking up to narcissists, which is the, the opposite of you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And then there was a study where they do brain analysis of kids and every generation of kids through, you know, the, the millennial, the Gen Z, through, you know, boomer, all these different things, almost no difference in the psychological profile of brains until 2013. And that was when Instagram came out. And if you were a girl 12 to 14 on Instagram, you have a different brain profile today because your success is based on comparison. Wow. Crazy stuff. So dad said this for all of our leaders and salespeople and everything else. This is what dad said, that the definition of success. Success is the maximum utilization of the abilities that God gave you. It's not compared to anybody else in the room or on social media. Every one of us can be successful when we look in the mirror and we say, what are the gifts and talents that God's given me? And have I maximized them? I'm writing that down. <laughs> when you're in that lane, you're in the right lane. Heck yeah. Now you stress a three-step model that begins with success, then significance, and finally legacy. Can you walk us through that model a little bit about how each piece is important? Yeah. So we all go on this journey in life and the first two steps are survival and stability. So <laughs> survival is, I'm just trying to make it through the day. I haven't figured it out. I say people in this mode, the day happens to them instead of then happening to the day. And so somebody comes in or they learn something and they start working a process, they develop some good habits and they move from survival to stability. And then they realize, wait, there's a difference between a top performer and an average performer. What is that difference? And then they realize that it's not only the right habits done every day, but there's a motive and an intention behind it. And so all of a sudden we jump from stability to success. And this is the problem. So the problem with success is most people think that's the end game, right? I just want to be more successful. Well, we're reading a book called From Strength to Strength. And he says, he says that a satisfied life is taking everything you have, everything you're grateful for, and then dividing it by what you want. And that'll give you a, a rating of how satisfied your life is. And so how do you improve your satisfaction level? Well, we build out and blow up and increase our gratitude list for everything we have. And then we start eliminating what we want in this way. We define our clear purpose, our why, and our dream. And we look at our wants and we say, is a want competing with my why? In other words, if I focus on my want, will it slow me down on my journey to 
achieving my why. And so people in the success zone, they they just keep adding the wants in there. I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. And it, they never get satisfied. You've never enough. But as soon as you take it up to the spiritual level, the why, well, when I focus on that, then I move to significance. Significance is when you help someone else be, do, or have more than they thought possible. And so here's the thing. If you're in this, if your motive is success, it's not guaranteed you'll ever reach the significance. If your motive is significance, success is usually part of the package. So now I've got my why. Well, what is legacy? Well, legacy is when we understand significance and what it really means. And then we start equipping our family and our friends and our coworkers and the people who report to us and anybody who will listen. Hey, this is how you, this is how you build a life that matters. This is how you're significant. I'm telling you, if you're leading people, you've got a choice. You can be in the success business or you can be in the significance business. Significance is a lot cooler. Great leaders focus on growth more than results. Now, why is that important? Have you noticed how much the world's changing right now? I mean, artificial intelligence is changing everything. It's how we're changing how we do work. So if I'm results focused, I'm going to keep doing the way I used to do it until it breaks and then I'll figure out a new way. If I'm growth focused, I'm all of a sudden figuring out how I can leverage all this new information, this new technology to serve my clients better because my motive is right. A legacy is what you leave in someone. It's the operating model of how I make good decisions based on God's truth. Then it changes lives and that ripples through eternity. If you were to, in one or two sentences, how would you describe your personal legacy in life? And a follow-up question to that would be, what would you like the legacy of the Ziegler Corporation to be? Yeah, my personal mission statement, it's mine, but it's also, I think, could go on top of the organization is to create the atmosphere that allows you to become the person God created you to become. And so whether it's on a stage in the United States or Vietnam or Europe, or it's a one-on-one coaching session, or it's podcasts like this, did I create the atmosphere that you saw the potential of what could be, and you step into that? You do something different so that you become the person God created you to become. Absolutely. So how would people reach you if they wanted to become part of your program, had questions for you, wanted to dig into this topic a little bit more, Tom? Yeah, two ways. You can go to Ziggler.com, easy to find. You can also just email me, Tom at Ziggler.com, T-O-M at Ziggler.com. Yeah, pretty easy. Uh, And I'll either support you or connect you with whatever your question is. So love to hear from you. I really appreciate you taking the time today your father made me a part of who I am as a man and a teacher and coach myself. And I know many, many, many people that feel the same way. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. If you've enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn more, visit us at southwesternlegacy.com. Shoot us an email via our easy contact form to find out how you can become an agent or how we can meet your needs for final expense coverage. You can find this and other episodes at letstalklegacypod.com on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Let's Talk Legacy is a presentation of the Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group, a member of Southwestern Family of Companies.